Uh, you know, and aren't seasons kind of a crazy thing sometimes? Didn't we experience that this last week? It's like we think it's summer, but no, 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 it's not. So just last weekend, uh, we decided to put in a tree in our yard. We decided to put in this tree, and I took the time. I had gotten approved by the HOA, got this tree picked out. I got the best-looking one, the tallest one. I got a crabapple tree. It's going to be pink and flowering next spring. It's going to be beautiful. So I got it, and I was digging this hole. Even McKinley was helping with her duffel. That's what she calls a shovel in, in two-year-old English, right? Her duffel, and we were digging this hole. We got it all ready. We got the, plant, the tree planted in there, made sure it was level and upright, put in all the dirt, and, and then we watered it. Things were going good for the first few days, and then do you know what happened? <laughs> I, I looked out, uh, what was it, Tuesday night, and it was starting to rain. I was like, okay, raining. That's great for a new tree, right? And then all of a sudden the rain turned to sleet. The sleet turned to snow, And I looked out just an hour later, and my tree was literally bent over, like bowing and touching the ground. Have you ever seen this? I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. So I went out there, tried to shake it loose, and it was starting to come back. Got a broom handle and put it up there to try to hold this tree in place because the season was not quite ready for summer, was it? You, You know what I'm talking about? Seasons are funny things. Sometimes they don't act the way we want them to. We want it to be another season than it actually is. It's not quite there yet, and sometimes we get ahead of ourselves. And it's not just with the seasons of the year, but it's with the seasons of our life. And that's what we see. It's like, okay, we have these different seasons and progressions, and normally it starts out with you know, childhood, not a care in the world, and then you become a teenager, you're starting to figure yourself out, and then you're in high school, just ready to get out of the home as soon as possible. You get to college, and then, then maybe you start your career, get married, have kids. We, we think life is supposed to happen in those progressions, but sometimes it doesn't, right? Sometimes it goes out of order, or the seasons last longer than we thought they should have. And I'm not just talking about your sixth year of college, right? Sometimes it's more like, oh, hey, man, this just keeps going on and on. Or I was supposed to be out of this season, and it's just coming back. That's how the seasons of our lives are. So how do we deal with that? How do we handle the seasons? That's what we're going to look at today in this message, as we look at a passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And in this series... Uh, that we've been looking at the book of Ecclesiastes. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. We're seeing that Solomon is searching for meaning in his life. In all the different avenues of his life, he's trying this, he's trying that. And he's been struggling to find that meaning. But we've learned some really good lessons so far in the series. But today he's talking about the seasons of life. The seasons of life. Because when it comes to the seasons of life, what we really need is some wisdom. The book of Ecclesiastes is part of what in the Bible is often called wisdom literature it's about how to learn to be wise it's not necessarily about right or wrong sin or uh, uh, unrighteousness sometimes it's just about you have to do the wise thing the smart thing in the situation that you are in and that's the case with seasons because you can say oh this is the right thing to do this is god's will well maybe depends on the season it could be right for someone in the season they're in but not right for you in the season you're in And that's why we have to learn to be wise when it comes to seasons. And that that is what Solomon is going to help us find the meaning of each season in our life. So if you have a Bible, go ahead and open it with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. You can follow along on your smartphone. We'll have the verses up here on the, the screen behind me and on this little TV right here. You can follow along as we go chapter 3 verses 1 all the way to 11. But here's the big idea. I'm giving it to you up front today. Because I want you to understand this. That God makes every season beautiful if you choose to see it. 
God makes every season beautiful, every single one, even the ones we don't like, even when the snow is coming, when it should be summer. God makes every season beautiful if you choose to see it, if you choose to see it. So that's what we're going to learn today as we examine Ecclesiastes chapter 3. In verse 1, Solomon wrote, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Under the heavens. And of course, he loves that phrase because he's talking about the world life as we see it and experience sometimes without God, under heaven, under the sun. And he's saying there's a time for everything, a season for every activity. There's a time for this, a time for that. And, and, and he goes on in this beautiful poetic literature that I've heard uh, read at funerals, or you hear it in a song like Turn, Turn, Turn by the Birds, right? This is such good poetry that they just reuse that. Literally, in their lyrics. Verse 2, Solomon says, There is a time to be born and a time to die. He's going to have this rhythm of kind of two opposite things. And he says, hey, there is a time to be born, but there's also part of your life where there's going to be a time to die. There's a time where you celebrate birth, and that's a beautiful thing, a new life coming into the world. We've had some new babies born this year in our church into some families. We're really having a baby boom here right now. We really are. There's going to be a lot of kids in the, the Elevate Kids here in a few years. Uh, this baby, when that's a beautiful thing. We celebrate the birth of a young child. How incredible is that? We even remember it each year at our birthdays. But he's saying, hey, there's also that time when we're going to die. Have you thought about that? Have you realized that that too is a time, a beautiful time of life? That we're going to die and, and we need to celebrate those deaths just like we celebrate births. Memorial Day is a great time to remember those who have died because that is a part of life. It's a season that we all will go through. No matter how great the scientific and genetic advances are coming, we're still going to die. It's just delaying the inevitable. We're all going to die, and are we ready for that? Come back next week. We're, we're going to really focus on that issue, okay? Are we ready for death? But we need to just realize that's a season that everyone will go through. Solomon goes on, he says, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. In this section, he's, he's saying that basically there are beginnings and there are ends. There's a beginning and there's an end to everything, whether it's planting, whether you're a farmer, of course, you're going to have to plant, you're going to have to uproot. If you have fattened up the calf and gotten it really big, okay, now it's time to kill it, to eat it. This is what he's talking about. But sometimes it's the time to heal. And for each of these things in our life, there's a beginning and there's an end. And we have to realize that. And those seasons can be difficult to determine, and that's why we need to learn wisdom. Maybe it's time to start the business. Maybe it's time to start that new job. Or maybe it's time to finish that job. Time to quit. Time to shutter the business. Time to end that relationship and move on. These are difficult things and they require wisdom, but we have to learn this wisdom for our lives because that's how our life is. There's these different seasons. There's a time to end the relationship and sometimes it's time to mend it, right? It's time to work on it. Let's go to counseling. This is still the season that we need to figure out how we can make our relationship keep going. We need the wisdom to be able to determine this in the seasons of our life. He goes on, he says, There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. See these opposites here? These are all part of our life. If you are only one way or the other, 
things won't go well for you in your life. If you're always weeping, mourning, and depressed, you know, it's going to be hard to keep friends. It's going to be hard to keep going on because you're always looking at the dark side of your life. It's very morose. That's not a good way to be. But if you're always laughing, that's just as bad. If you're always the comedian making a joke at, joke at every opportunity, even if it's an inopportune moment, you know what I'm talking about? Anybody do that? Yeah, I've been there. Make that joke just to make it feel more comfortable. No, no, no. Sometimes it's time to joke and laugh. Sometimes it's time to dance. But sometimes we just need to mourn and grieve. And we need to know the difference in these seasons. It's so important for us to understand this, that grieving is actually a good thing in our lives. We have forgotten this with death and grieving, mourning. We've kind of swept that aside in our society. Let's just not think about it. Let's not focus on it. Let's just laugh and have a good time all the time. No, no. Grieving is an important season of our life. If you're dealing with a death or a loss, you need to grieve. When those feelings come, it's a good thing to embrace it. To let the feeling happen and, and let the tears come out. Men, this is for you too. Because here's the, the reality that psychologists, counselors will tell you. Is that if you don't embrace that season of grief and mourning, it will embrace you at some point. It's going to come out at some point. Whether it's in tears at the time that it should happen. Or when you're breaking down or turning to a substance to escape it. And then your life breaks down. We need to embrace the moments of grief when they come. And when we're around other people who are in that grieving season, we can be with them and grieve with them. In fact, there's a command in the book of Romans to weep with those who weep. We need to realize that sometimes it's time to be sad, not make the stupid joke at the wrong time. Solomon goes on in verse 5. There's a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. You guys all know about that, right? No, this is a weird verse, isn't it? No, honestly, this is probably the hardest verse in this entire passage to, to interpret. So I'm going to give my best effort here, knowing that I might be a little wrong. Okay? There's a lot of different options of what this could mean. But this is what I think it means. It says scatter stones. You see, there was a farming agricultural society. And when they were going to start a new field planting, you had to get all the rocks, the stones out of that field. You had to scatter them so that you could plant things in the field. I remember when I was a kid going up to my great uncle's farm in New Hampshire and we had a big backhoe because we were taking out all the big rocks, moving them to the side. If you're up in New England, you'll see these little rows of fences that are just all the stones from the field that have been piled up. You know what I'm talking about? Because you have to get the rocks scattered out of your field in order to plant. You have to prepare so that you can do the thing you need to do. But then there's also a time to gather stones. There's another interesting thing in the Hebrew culture, and you see this uh, in the Bible, when they crossed the Jordan River, all of God's people were going across the Jordan River, finally entered into the promised land, and God commanded them to take all these stones and to build them up into a monument to remember what had happened in the past. Don't ever forget how I brought you into the promised land, God was saying. So what I think this is, verse is saying is that there's a time to prepare. Maybe that's the season you're in. You're just preparing. You're getting ready for what's to come. You're in school and it may seem to go on forever, but you're preparing for your career. Or maybe you're in your career and you're saying, hey, Matt, I'm not in the position I want to be. I'm not making as much money as I want to be. I've been in this job five years and I'm still not the CEO. That means you're probably a millennial. <laughs> Me too. But yeah, we're like, it's not happening. Well, maybe we're in that season of preparation. Maybe we need to be studying and learning. Maybe we need to find a mentor who's in that position already that can come and help us, coach us through that. 
That's wisdom. Maybe there's a time of preparation for you, just getting ready for what's to come. But maybe that season has already passed. The thing is done, and it's time to remember it, to set up a memorial for what has gone on before. We can't forget the lessons we've learned or the seasons that we have come through. I think that's what he means by saying that it's a time to gather stones. If you've been through something really hard in your life, those seasons are so challenging. We're going to talk about them for a while later in this message. But when you go through that, don't ever forget. Create some sort of memorial. Were you part of a team that's now disbanded and you're like, I love that team. We were, we were incredible. It was powerful, this, this family thing. But now it's gone forever. Let's, let's memorialize it. Let's never forget what we went through together. Let's not just sweep it under the rug. No, no, no. Let's memorialize it in a way that we'll always remember what has come before. There's a season for both of those things. He goes on to say that there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. I think this is all about relationships, right? There's a time to embrace and to celebrate, to be with family, and then there's a time to move on. When you get married, you leave your family, right? To, to cleave to a new family. That's what you do. Or sometimes you move to a new place. You want to hold on to those old friends. I miss them so much. That's a hard season because you, you're in a new place, right? Well, when you do that, it's time to just refrain from embracing from those people in the past and start some new relationships with people in the present. It's time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. This takes wisdom to figure that out, doesn't it? Verse 6, Solomon says, There's a time to search and a time to give up. Now, I think this is maybe one of the hardest of these wisdom seasons. You're like, I'm searching, I'm seeking for that new job. I'm seeking for that relationship, the one. I'm seeking to finally get out of this thing, and and, and I'm I'm seeking to have a child. I, I so long for that thing. There is a time that's just waiting, that's just seeking after the thing again and again and again. Oh, that's not the right one. Time to move on to the next one. Keep seeking. But then sometimes we have to realize, hey, I need to give up. That's hard. It's time to stop seeking and time to say, I've got to give up. This requires wisdom. And when wisdom happens like this, we can ask God. Did you know that God tells us in James chapter 1, verse 5, that if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask, and God will give it to you generously to all without finding fault. If you lack wisdom, ask. Say, God, I need help to know. Should I keep searching? Or do I need to just give up? You know, sometimes quitting is a good thing. Quitting is a good thing. Or, or maybe you need to have some godly people in your life, people that you respect, that you can ask them, what do you think? Do I need to give up right now, or should I keep striving and working harder to search for this thing that I've been longing for? It's difficult, but both of them are seasons of our lives, right? And we have to know how to handle those seasons. Solomon goes on, he says... There's a time to keep and a time to throw away. You know when things are lean and tight, you've got to keep everything. You've got to store it all just in case you might need that container five years from now. Right? You've got to keep everything because the times are tight. But then there's other times it's like, no, no, no. We have a thousand containers and they're filling up our shed. We've got to get rid of some stuff. It's time to throw away, right? We've got to Marie Kondo it. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen that show, Tidying Up? You know, uh, we watched it on the show. It's great. It's all about decluttering, you know, getting all this junk out of your house. I, I really like it. 
But, but she always, she, she says something that I think is completely wrong for us Christians. She says you're supposed to take like your clothes that you love for years and it's time to get rid of them. She's like, breathe it in and, and thank the shirt. You know what I'm talking about? Thank the shirt that it was such a good shirt. What you should actually do is thank God for that shirt. God, thank you for this amazing shirt. Now it's time to move on. Because then you're actually thanking someone shirt doesn't know, right? Shirt has no soul. But there is a time to keep and a time to throw away. And you've got to know, have the wisdom to know which one is which. And there's a time to tear and a time to mend. There is a time to tear, to break things down. Maybe it's a time to break things down. Maybe it's time to have a really tough conversation with that person. I know that this is going to hurt, even tear. But we've got to have it. Because the best surgeons know you've got to cut before you can heal. It's time to tear, but maybe we've had that tearing, rending phase. It's just time to mend. It's time to bring things back together. It's time to reconcile and provide healing in this relationship or this situation. God has wisdom to know which one's which, right? Then he says, there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. This is the the one we need to hear the most, isn't it? Time to be silent. You ever known, why didn't I just keep my mouth shut? You ever felt that way? Yeah. Don't we all go home from a situation, a party, a meeting, and we're like, why did I say anything? We've got to learn to just keep our yapper shut. Okay, silent. Sometimes it's, it, we need to be silent. You know, going back to that grieving phase, when you're with someone who's grieving, you know, even if you're like, oh, there's, there's more, you know, God has someone else planned for you because you, you, that relationship's over. God has someone else. Like, that might be true, but it might be the worst thing to say at that moment, Right? You've got to have the wisdom to keep your mouth shut. Shut it. We've got to know when to be silent. And we've got to know when to speak. You know, there's a moral component to this too. If you see someone that's being harmed or an injustice occurring and you don't say anything, you're guilty. You're culpable for it. Culpable for it. Man, I'm having trouble saying some words today. Maybe I need to be silent. But there's a time to speak. There's a time to, to talk to that person, to have that difficult conversation, or to say something encouraging to a person, to pray for them. And it takes wisdom to know when to say something, when to say nothing. I always say, when in doubt, keep your mouth shut. Right? That's probably the best, <laughs> when in doubt. But if, if you think, I think it's time to say something, say it. Say it. Don't hold back. Verse 8, he finishes this section by saying, there's a time to love. And a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Now as believers in Jesus Christ, we believe that we are called to love everyone, even our enemies. But even for us, there is a time to hate some things. To hate sin. To hate the sin in our own lives. To hate the judgmentalism and hypocrisy that we have. And to fight it and kill it. And even on a national stage, there may be time for war. What we need to realize is that this is part of life, that there are these difficult, violent even seasons, and there are times where we need to strive for peace and love. These seasons all happen, and it takes wisdom to know the difference between the two. Do you see how after we're reading through this beautiful poem, this is great poetry, isn't it? This has stood the test of time. This is poetry written some 15, or I'm sorry, almost 3,000 years ago that is still read today and sung today in songs. Because God makes every season beautiful. 
if you choose to see it. Every season has a purpose. Every season has significance for your life and meaning. You may feel like it's completely meaningless that you're going through this season right now, but it's there for a purpose. It's good, even, for you to be in that season. You just moved to this new place. It's good. You just lost someone. It can be good if you see the beauty in that season of life. God makes every season beautiful if you choose to see it. The problem is is that we don't see it very well. And it does, in a sense, require faith. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But it also requires just wisdom. We have got to learn to be wise. It's not necessarily about right or wrong here. We're talking about wisdom, what's best for the situation. So I want to challenge you guys. In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul said, So then, be careful how you live. Do not be unwise, but wise, making the best use of your time. It's interesting that word time in Greek is kairos, which could also be translated as season. Make the best use of the time, the season that you're in. You've got to live with wisdom in every season and make the best use of the season that you are in at that moment. So I want to give you guys three questions that I believe will help teach you some wisdom here today. Okay? Three questions that you can think about, whether it's the season you're in right now or a season that you may be in in the future. I want to give you three questions to think through. The first one, is this the season for fill-in-the-blank? Is this the season for fill-in-the-blank? You can fill-in-the-blank with whatever. And usually it's when you're trying to decide, should I do this or should I do that? Or should I do this or not do this? Whatever it is, put it in the blank. Is this the season? That's a good question. Not is it right or wrong or is this God's will for my life? You might just need to ask, is this the season for that thing? Is this the season to take on a new project when you're already strapped at work? Is this the season to go out and hang out with the guys and go to the bar or go you know, to the game when you have uh, three babies at home? It might not be the season for it. It's not that that's a bad thing, but it might not be the season in your life. It's like, my kids are too young. I need to be around the house. You know, my, I just started a new job. Whenever we're in a new season, usually it's time not to take on a new thing, right? Say, hey, there's a new awesome opportunity, but I'm in this new season. So is this the season for that new opportunity? Maybe not. Maybe I need to focus on the thing that I already have, the season that I'm already in. We've just got to realize this. I can't start this new job. I can't even hang out with friends as much. Hey, if you're in medical school, you've got to focus on what you're doing. So it doesn't take eight years, right? Maybe I can't do all the things that I want to do, but this is the season of my life that I'm in. You guys tracking with me, that question? And this is important for us as Christians to realize we have a lot of freedom in our lives as believers in Jesus Christ. In fact, Paul would talk about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. He says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. It's like, yeah, you have the right to do that. That's not sinful to do that thing, but it's not beneficial for your life. And that's why we need to ask ourselves this question. Is this the right season for blank? Is this the right season for that? Here's a second question to ask yourself. What needs to change with the changing season? What needs to change with the changing season? When seasons change, that can be the hardest time for us, right? 
That can be the hardest time. We want to go into the past and almost bring it back into the present. But things have to change. When you get married, your relationship with people of the opposite spouse changes forever. You don't need to try to keep maintaining those same relationships at the same level. You can't, and you probably shouldn't. It's not wise. So certain things need to change with the changing seasons of our lives. When you become a parent, it changes the way you live. And it should. We've got to learn to change with the changing seasons. You know, we, we often like just want to go back and want to go back, especially to the good seasons. When we're in a hard one, a difficult, challenging one, it's, oh, why can't I go back to that one? But you can't. You can't ever go back to the past. I remember uh, I, I loved my senior year of high school. The first three years, not so much. Pretty rough. But my senior year was great. I was the class president. Uh, things were good. I, had, I was in a rock band. We played at bars that we probably weren't legally allowed to be in, but we were playing all these gigs. Life was good. And I remember graduating high school and in that summer still hanging out with friends and then going to college. And I remember going back one weekend when I was home to my high school. I went to Doherty in Colorado Springs. Do you know anybody from Colorado Springs? And I went back one weekend, or maybe it was a weekday, and I, there were some teachers there and students, and like nobody that I knew was there, right? And I was like expecting it to be great and grand and everybody to remember me. Nobody knew who I was, right? And just in that moment, I realized, okay, time to move on. I don't know why it took so long. But we do this when we leave a good season and enter one that's a little more challenging. You're at college trying to make new friends. Nobody knows you at college, right? You want to go back to the past, but you can't. It's a new season. It's time to move on. And certain things in my life have to change with the changing season. So what is it that needs to change? What is it that needs to change for your life? This can be really difficult when you're entering into retirement. You realize, whoa, relationships are different now. You know, I, I got so much meaning in my life from my work, and now I'm not working. Where, where's my meaning coming from? Certain things have to change in your life with the changing season. So what is it that needs to change? And here's the third one. Where is the beauty in this season? If you're wise, you're going to ask this question. Where is the beauty in this season? Especially when it's the hard seasons. But Solomon has said there's a time for everything. And then he finally brings God into it. He finally brings God into it in in verses 9 through 11. It's interesting, he says, What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He's going... Back to last week's message, remember about work and toil? Saying, hey, a lot of times it feels like that season goes on forever. But then he says, he, speaking about God in verse 11, he has made everything beautiful in its time. See, he's finally saying, yes, there is something more than just what's under the heavens. There is a God in heaven. And he has created our seasons. And he has placed us in our life into these seasons. And it is beautiful If we choose to see it. And this is the aspect of faith now. This is the aspect of faith. We have to see that God has placed us in the season we are in right now for a purpose. And it is beautiful. It is good in itself. There's something even grand that maybe can come out of the most difficult season. It's beautiful. And yes, this is saying that God is sovereign over the seasons of our lives. God is sovereign over all things. He is in control and has power behind all things. In another place, like in Acts 
chapter 17, we read that from one person, God created every human nation to live on the whole earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their lands. Once again, that word times could be translated as seasons. God has determined the times of our lives. He put us where we were supposed to. He put us into these difficult seasons. You say, Matt, but this is a difficult, challenging thing. Are you saying that God causes evil? No. But God does deliberately allow some bad things to happen in our lives. But God is sovereign in those things. And if we trust him in faith, he can make them beautiful. That's the aspect of faith here. But like I always say, the alternative is far worse. If we're just in this season like, oh no, what's going to happen? I have no idea. Could anything good ever come out of this difficulty, this divorce, this depression? Could anything ever come, good come out of this? God is saying, yes, I am in charge and I make things beautiful. And that's a good word. I make things beautiful, God is saying. And if you're saying, well, man, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. And that's what we have to learn to do. I don't see it because it is beautiful if you choose to see it. I've shared a lot about how Melissa and I went through five years of infertility before having McKinley. That was a tough season. That was a tough season. Any of you that have experienced that or are experiencing it know what I'm talking about. Month after month, getting a reminder, nope, this season's still going on. still going on. It, it can lead to difficulties. A lot of relationships struggle. Marriages fall apart because that season is so difficult. It's so challenging. And now that we've had a child... We say, it's not just, I'm so glad we're out of that terrible, ugly season. We have to learn to look back and say, what were the good things that came out of that? Our marriage actually survived. We, we grew closer to each other. Our relationship grew stronger because of it. Our faith grew in that difficult time. I learned how to pray for real. And, and it's beautiful. I, I saw this artwork, this photographer took of a new baby. I don't know if you saw this from a few years ago. This mother had gone through four years of trying. And I believe it was something like six rounds of IVF, three miscarriages, and over 1,600 shots. She chose to see the beauty in it afterwards. Isn't that beautiful? It's hard when we're in it sometimes to see the beauty, but we've got to learn to do it. There is beauty even in the most challenging, tragic, terrible circumstances in our life. God is doing something. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was a famous psychiatrist. She's the one who wrote the book uh, on death and dying, came up with that, that paradigm of the five stages of death, five stages of grief. She wrote this. She said, The most beautiful people are the ones who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of those depths. I think she's right. And as far as I can tell, she has no faith, or at least not a, a Christian faith. But she knows the truth. You look at the people who have gone through those hard, terrible seasons. They are the most beautiful people. If they choose to see it and they realize that God is working in them, that God is preparing them, that he is redeeming their time for something better. So I want to, to, to focus on this note for just a minute because some of us are in that tr challenging season right now. Like Matt, Matt, life is so hard. You have no idea what I'm going through. 
the depression I'm feeling, the anger I'm feeling, the brokenness I have inside. God is training you. He's making something beautiful out of the mess right now. So I want to encourage you to begin to see it. We know this with the best athletes, right? They have to work and work, and it's grueling and painful. But then when they compete, and their bodies are physical specimens, right? We see beauty in it. The sweat, the tears, the days having to wake up four in the morning just to train, that becomes beautiful at the end. And maybe you're in that process right now. Maybe you're in that process and the season just seems like it's, is anything in this beautiful? It maybe is making something beautiful right now. You know, they always tell the story about Michelangelo that he could look at a, a lump of marble or rock and he could see the statue inside of it. I want you to see the statue, the beautiful artwork in the lump of rock that seems this season of your life. Every season is beautiful if you choose to see it. Because God is in it. That's a good word, right? So let's learn to see that beauty. So in the good times, you've got to learn to see the beauty. To take a moment to see it and embrace it. To to drink it in. Don't just move on in the busyness of your life. Enjoy your family this Memorial Day. See the beauty in this moment and this season that you're in right now. In your friendships. Things are going well at work. Awesome. That's great. Enjoy those moments. And then when the hard moments come, learn to stop. Learn to grieve. Learn to see beauty in the lump of rock. God makes every season beautiful if we choose to see it. You know, I think someone who understood this principle of the different seasons, better than anybody else was, of course, you guessed it, Jesus. Have you ever thought about the seasons of Jesus' life? That when he was a child, it says that he grew in wisdom and stature. And yes, he had this brief foray into teaching when he was a teenager. But then he didn't teach again until he was 30. He took a long time that we talked about last week that he was learning a skill, a trade, that he was working as an anonymous craftsman in the Middle East. Nobody knew that he was a carpenter. Nobody knew who he was, probably. But he was waiting. And then even when he started his new career as a preacher, as a healer, he would go around and people wanted to elevate him, to have him perform bigger miracles, to get into the spotlight. People have got to know who you are, Jesus. And do you know what he said again and again and again? My time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. He even told that to his mother. Mom. Woman, he says, I think that's funny. Woman, my time has not yet come. He knew it wasn't time for him to be in the spotlight. But then, about halfway through his ministry, it says that he set his face for Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. And he went straight to where he knew that he would face persecution, where people would stand in his way, that it would be a grueling season for him. But he knew his time had come. It was time for him to get into the spotlight so that he could be killed. He knew that there was a time to die. And he gladly went through that season as hard as it was in the tears that he had the night before he was betrayed. But he did it because he knew that it was the only way to redeem humanity. And he died on the cross because it was the right time 
for it. In fact, that's what we read in Romans. Romans 5, 6, we read that Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. God made even Jesus' death beautiful because through Jesus' death on the cross, all of our sins can be forgiven. That's beautiful. That redemption can come out of that. Even Jesus rose from the dead and he shows us that God has the power over our sin and death to provide us a new season. And even when we do end our life and we die too, there can be a season after that. Stay tuned for next week. But we know that if, if God can make beautiful out of the worst time in Jesus' life, in all of human history, the worst time, if God can make beauty out of that, he can make beauty out of any season in our lives, right? No matter what we're going through, no matter how hard the season is that we're in. So as I have the band come up right now, I want you to think about it. If you're in a good season, awesome. Let's celebrate it. Let's praise God and, and worship him for that season. Enjoy it. Cherish it. And if you're in the, the hard time right now, I want to ask you to trust God with that, to surrender it to him, to to put it into his hands and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I don't see the beauty yet. I just see that lump of rock. Lord God, help me to see the beauty in it. And and I have a, a prayer that I found. It's actually an old hymn, an old hymn by William Lloyd. You remember him? No, of course you don't. I don't even know. He's some English Sunday school teacher. But he wrote a great hymn. And one of the verses in it goes like this. If we can pull up that slide, Kelly. If we can go, go back. I confused her by saying it's a, a hymn. He wrote, My times are in thy hand. My God, I wish them there. My life, my friends, my soul, I leave entirely to thy care. Would you guys make that your prayer this morning? In fact, let's say this out loud as a prayer. Could we do that? My times are in thy hand. My God, I wish them there. My life, my friends, my soul, I leave entirely to thy care. Let's pray. Lord God, we do entrust our seasons, our times into your hands. We don't understand why certain things happen, Lord God, but we're going to trust you that you make them beautiful in its time. Lord God, help us to celebrate and enjoy each season, to learn to develop the wisdom to handle situations that are difficult, handle situations that are good, know when to leave a season, know when to change because a season has changed. Lord God, give us that wisdom. Teach us, train us. And Lord God, right now we want to just say we're entrusting our life, our season, our times into your hands. We're going to trust you, God. We are going to surrender all to you. We pray this in Jesus' name.